we're in something new. We've not been here before. Much has been lost, but we're finding out more about what matters most, our purpose and whether we'll drift further apart or draw closer. Together. This series of podcasts is intended to bring some perspective in this time of great change. It's unrehearsed and largely unedited. It's just people telling their stories about how they're managing right now. Some are helpful, others are just fun, but they're all intended to foster one thought. In a time when we're being asked to stay apart, there are ways that we can stay together. And today I bring you Leo Mindell. Uh, Hi, Nathan. My name's Leo Mindell. Live in London. Uh, Run a digital sports agency, SOTIC, that help governing bodies and federations deliver online. Well, we did. But as you can understand with our industry at the moment, we're uh, in complete shutdown. I had planned to send a number of staff to Japan for the Olympics And we will still be sending people to the Olympics. It's just uh, one year later to be doing the same things that we had planned. That's all been confirmed now, hasn't it? The Olympics has been mothballed for a year. Is that right? The Olympics and other sporting events have been delayed for a period of time, most things for a year. The difficulty that puts is that the schedules next year for TV and for other media will be very tight because there'll be a lot of events on next year. And there's a lot of issues with athletes athletes obviously train to peak at a particular time or particular year and they aren't ready for that year so it will take some time and we may see some very different outcomes than was than they were planned mm, that really is interesting i remember reading in the paper just the other day about how they think they could wind up the the football season in the uk in something like 52 days or something should they have a a standing start i guess they're crunch them all up into a very short space of weeks and just play as many as possible in the shortest possible time. Yeah, I mean, that, that they have to do something because the numbers that come out of it, the other side, uh, if you're a team that's going to be promoted or hoping to be promoted or a team that may be relegated, the financial outcome of either is, is substantial and it isn't something that you can say, well, we only plan to go this many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, for divisions and for leagues where there isn't such a bigger issue um or that they've already or that there is a team that was clearly winning they've uh, made some decisions already but it is very tough mm-hmm. um and and also it's tough because the money that comes into any top of the sport it then trickles down to the people who uh, are watching it um and that's not happening the same is happening obviously in the leisure industry with people who are not flying uh that means that the people at hotels are not earning their money and not able to pay their staff. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a, it surely is a difficult time, which is, in a sense, what this podcast episode is about. Mini-series, all about some of the, let's say, the, the positives, ways that we found this whole period, this lockdown period, has foisted upon us things that we didn't usually do and unexpected things which we might call wins. So have you got any sort of insights, anything that's changed in your life, which, looking back, you think, actually... 
that's a net benefit. I'm happy about that bit. There's a number of things that will come out and we will change. And I wouldn't say that, that we're going to go back to the norm. I think we're going to have a new norm, which is great. I think the amount of travel that I used to do, the amount of travel to see customers will drop because customers who are very, very hesitant about using technologies online to communicate in, for example, Zoom, are now adopting those technologies and are pushing them through. Mm. I think things like the phones are going to disappear. Desk, desk phones are going to be, this is maybe the, the nail in the coffin for that. Unfortunately, I think the nail in the coffin for newspapers is going to happen. Mm. It was always on the um, cusp. I've seen a number of national newspapers have called in the administrators. Yeah, I suppose the the difficulty of actually retrieving the newspaper on a daily basis, going to the shop, purchasing it, or have somebody, you know, taking the time to actually push it through your door, paper boys, as we often call them in the UK. Yeah. That's all gone, hasn't it? Yeah, that's interesting. Have you got anything where you... You, you yourself personally, like your, I don't know, your home situation or something like that, you've, you've noticed something that you, you thought, hmm, that's not the way we did it a fortnight ago. So in a positive way, very much, uh, as a side issue, I've always been involved in helping churches and synagogues stream online. In the past, that was always an issue about, well, could we, did we want to, there was issue, there were concerns about uh, uh, providing access to seeing things that people didn't want you to hear or see for example knowing where a missionary is working at the moment and so there were issues around that however what you're now seeing is that we are able to reach out to that part of the community that in the past we weren't so people who were at home people who had phobias about traveling or people who lived long distances away and in particular people who are sitting in hospital maybe weren't able to see their church or their synagogue on a on a weekend now they are. So we've moved from that point when the 85%, 90% of the community were in the room. Now they're all out of the room mm. and now we're meeting more of them. And that's going to really work well in the long term because that barrier has been broken and it should have been broken a long time ago. And one of the things that I keep talking about when I'm talking to people on this is, is connection, not perfection. In other words, make sure that you're communicating with these people it doesn't matter how good this looks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, looking at you, Nathan, you know, we could always say that, that you're not you're not a face for, for TV. <laughs> um, but it, it's delivering. It's delivering and delivering to people that can't meet. And I think those barriers, I hope, have been broken and they're going to continue to be broken. And you're seeing the same on TV. You're looking at some of the stuff that you see of, presenters who are not necessarily on the highest quality equipment can continue and can deliver from home and i hope that's going to continue yeah it was interesting i i was watching the news the other day and i had to think what was wrong i had to actually make myself think what why is this something's about this isn't right and then it suddenly occurred to me oh it's the quality of the picture that person's on a laptop Whereas before it would always be on, you know, the, the highly specialised equipment that the television channels normally deploy in these kind of situations. And then as soon as I made that recognition, it was like right back to normal. It didn't even occur to me. It, it, I'm sure that as, you know, the march of technology and all, that those cameras and what have you will get better. But it's interesting with the with the religious ceremonies that you've just been mentioning. Are they are they all organised? from one sort of central place. So, for example, is there somebody that's going to the institution, the building, 
and setting up the equipment in the building? Or is are the whole of those ceremonies taking place online, presumably somebody in their own house? So it's a combination. Hmm. The ones who have been doing it for a long time, who are leading, are just adapting and improving the technology that they were doing. For many, it is reaching and, and as you say, working from home or working from a small place with a camera and reaching their community. If you think about a, a very spread out community where the community could be geographically spread out or isolated because of different reasons, the, you're now able to meet these people or, or communicate with them. And the big thing that is obviously the bit that people don't are missing is that a lot of people used to go to those churches or used to go to the synagogue not necessarily for the community for the service but they would go mm. for the after service for the for the tea and the coffee at the end or for the ta- chance to meet and that bit is a bit difficult and at the moment while that a lot are trying to use zoom for that a lot of people are finding it difficult to adapt to a room of 150 people in Zoom. Mm. And it's not quite there yet. And it's technology that is pushing the boundaries, even for the, for those of us who have used it a lot. Well, I was just going to say, I think it'll be interesting how the, the technology evolves because it's been largely deployed in a business environment, I think, where yes. it's important that everybody's on the screen at once. And, you know, the idea of just sort of wandering off and chatting to somebody is a bit of a niche feature. Whereas yeah, if things like synagogues and churches are going to use it and there's going to be like little breakaway events and things like that, I'm sure that will become much more normal. I think also you have to look at the technology that people are using and Zoom is a good example. It was built for business to business communication Mm. um, and it's really good at it. But the first thing that you want to do in a business to business meeting is somebody needs to share the screen and invariably it's not the presenter. That's causing a lot of problems in in Zoom now because those standard features are causing that anybody can share it yes and i had a great story about this one i was listening to um a a group i i I belong to a number of facebook groups for people in the tech side of this and i was listening to a uh, a facebook uh chat with um some of the churches in the uk and one of the guys was saying that what was happening is the first time they did a zoom call with the whole of their church he was sitting there watching it it's all going fine and then suddenly he started seeing somebody drawing um glasses on the minister and then writing and drawing lines on and it was the kids watching the service well literally and he's like trying as hard as he can to shut all of this down and it's and that to me is like whatever you do however you set the technology up the kids are gonna just work just they're just gonna ignore all that and you could just imagine there is the minister preaching about whatever he's preaching and somebody's drawing glasses on him oh that's lovely because you know they're, they're of all the people that are affected by this the children you know obviously in many cases they haven't had it explained thoroughly for obvious reasons and and i think in many cases boredom setting in that's such a great story of boredom finding a way to uh, to let itself out i think the other thing boredom's a good example here nathan is that they are is it's ensuring that you set your time scales and time limits for things because in the past you may go to a a church and you may sit there for an hour and a half that's absolutely fine because you've committed that time when you're sitting at home watching a service if it goes on that long there's other things that are uh, taking away your your yes, interest. So yes. it's actually changing the way you do it. Maybe you're looking at doing a 10-minute-a-day thing. Maybe you're looking at something that's a bit shorter mm. or, a, or a bit more interactive. It's just changing the way. 
And I think we're also seeing other technologies change. And a good example uh, that uh, I think most contactless payments all went to £45 in the last week instead yes. of a limit of 20 Yes. And it's like, why did we need this to change something that we should have changed ages ago? Yeah, it's definitely going to bring about a whole ton of technological changes, societal changes, changes of rules, changes of perceptions, changes of what's normal and abnormal. Speaking of banking, I was explaining to you before we press record about a novel invention in the banking app that I use where they've now issued everybody with a second card. And you can give it to a trusted friend and you, and it has a separate PIN number and it uses a proportion of your account fund. So you, you set aside a certain amount within your account for that one card. And I'm going to get my father to get one and then he's going to give me that card. And then when I go shopping for him, I'll be spending his money at the point of sale. But you, I just think that's ingenious without him it's, having to give away his, you know, the, the keys to the kingdom. And, and there's many people on my street who could benefit from that. Just everybody give me your card, give me your PIN number, and I'll go shop for you. It's wonderful. Yeah. Or contactless, contactless on that card. Yeah. I think taking this full, full circle, um, when I started in the IT industry in the late 80s, early 90s, I remember buying, a, I had to kit out an office and we bought 150 computers. Mm. And we had at the time the question of, what well, do you want sound cards and things on it? And I'm like, why do we need sound cards? Nobody's ever going to play music through there. And now you're sitting there going, uh, a PC without without a webcam? Mm. Um, the use at the time was not there. Mm. And it's, it's amazing that the technology has now adjusted to the fact that you expect uh, – people to have these now so they can communicate yeah you look back through history and there are moments in in history where a sizable event an unexpected event has really pivoted and twisted the 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 future and i feel i feel that in so many ways this is a moment and that the children looking through history books in a hundred years time will be looking at this moment and saying look at how look at how it went from this to this i have no idea what the change will be but i think we're living in it I think you're right. You look at uh, the need for the Houses of Parliament for everybody to be there and the cost of traveling mm. to these sort of things. You know, we should and could uh, be able to do this. We should be able to run courts of law through uh, this sort of thing so we can protect people and enable people not to spend a lot of time traveling. Mm. Um, and and this could this in a way could have the best benefit on the environment just because we won't be commun- traveling as much as we used to. Yeah, I feel the the whole travel thing is going to be hit enormously. Um, and and I do feel so amazingly privileged that the internet and the, the technology behind videos and audio to be shared and streamed across the internet came before this came. Because the yeah. isolation that could have been felt were it not for a little, you know, here I am holding my mobile phone. I can see my mother on that big lovely screen of my mobile phone by pressing one button wind the clock back eight years impossible it was going to be totally impossible and and so those those technologies have been an absolute godsend in this crisis and the um you know we carried out wordpress london meetup uh just under a month ago we did the first one completely virtual and the technology because we had been doing a number of meetups before where we've been streaming we were ahead of the game slightly and the quality of it was really, really good. 
But I think it will come in, and we've already talked about the fact that maybe even afterwards we will have every other, every third, every fourth will be an online virtual one mm. because the opportunity to bring in guests that we could never have brought into London and the ability to meet people virtually that maybe can't make it because of the time and the location is going to be a benefit. So we're going to, it still won't replace being able to meet up, having a beer, but it will be great to, um, to, to do, to meet people in other ways. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. That was a really nice, nice chat. Cheers, Leo. No problem. Thank you. Nice to see you, Nathan. At a time when we're staying apart, creative ways of staying together are so important. I hope that you found something of use here, a new idea, or perhaps just a smile. Stay safe. Stay together. Stay together.